King's Journal, date unknown, 1985. Rotten fumes fill the city air. Wealthy elite live in phallic monuments that obscure the sky. The city has changed, but so have we. The group wants information, so they decided to head to the Selesnia tree back in Ward 69. My home. But what is home anymore? The painter from the street offered to drive us. Nice man. Consider promotion. Group decided to make a pit stop at Transguild Mall. Long shopping center, built under superhighway. Got new clothes. Daryl says they make me look cool. Not so sure. Leaving mall now. Hey, Stig. What you doing there, bud? What? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Is what? Is that a diary? No, 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 no. It's not a. No, it's hey a guys, journal. It's a, oh. Sting has a diary. Have to take care of this. We'll update later. Hello fellow adventurers and welcome to Ravnik Avengers 2, Disco of the Soul, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast about six rubbish superheroes who have been thrust ten years into the future in the plain wine city of Ravnica. I'm your dungeon master, Sullivan Harris, and as we go around the table today, I want you all to tell me, who was your character's first romantic partner? How to begin, how to end? We'll start with Joanna. Fuck. <laughs> I even prepare this time and I don't like going first. You just don't like the concept of going first. Yeah, I don't. Sorry. I mean, we have experienced that in pretty much every combat mm. encounter. I don't like going first. Hi, guys. I'm Joanna. I play Daryl Hall, a Loxodon bard. No, fuck. Not a bard anymore. So um, I took the prompt less as like a romantic partner and more just like just like my first real love. So basically, when Daryl was super young, his mother didn't like really care about training him to be an assassin because he had a lot of like siblings who were a lot better at it than he was so he kind of just like felt the cracks and in that time he kind of just tried to find someone like a friend or like some like familial companion and one day he found himself sitting at a cafe with a local professor from the college nearby to where he his house was and they sat down started chatting and the professor was telling Daryl about how he was like trying to really make this really big breakthrough on this like historical thing. And he would never tell Daryl what it was, what it actually was, but he was just so excited about it. And so for the next few months, Daryl just found himself like really like, attracted to this man. They found almost like a brotherly love. And it was for the first time he really felt like he had like a person who would care about him or like what would happen to him. And then one day uh, when they were supposed to meet at a park, the guy never showed up. And then he went to the university and he wasn't there and he wasn't at his house. Oh, no. And it was like... It was a ghost. It was like the man just disappeared. <laughs> it was a ghost the and whole time. It was a ghost <laughs> the whole time. Daryl's the sixth sense. And that man was Barack Obama. Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Daryl never know what happened to him. He kind of just like vanished out of thin air. And he left all of his research and findings behind, but Daryl couldn't make sense of it. And so he just let it drop. And that was Daryl's first ever love. What, wow. Was his name actually Bruce Springsteen? Hey, it, it was. Was it? Oh, cool. <laughs> it, yeah, it is now. <laughs> it was projecting. <laughs> I love Bruce Springsteen. I just want to meet Bruce Springsteen at a park one day outside of his college where he teaches at. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rowe. Hello. Juggles the Muppet Born. I, I am a druid slash barbarian. I do the druid stuff and the barbarian stuff. Chuggles' first, I guess, feeling of love would be back when he was trapped in Auntie Grandma's slave shop. He got together some like felt and stuffing and he made his own little stuffed animal and it was a bear. Or, or at least what Chuggles <laughs> imagined a bear looked like. I thought this was going towards like the origin of Annabelle. <laughs> could be. Annabelle creation. I don't know if it came to life or not. <laughs> but yeah, he, he built it and he named it Buggles. So you're saying that Chuggles had a teddy bear that he molested? <laughs> no, he cuddled it. We're forgetting a glaring issue here. What about when Chuggles was a fairy? I don't remember being a fairy. I was pooped out into the machine. <laughs> pooped out. Yeah, but you had machine. you had your uh, your your Muppet born love Drambo from when we were in industry. 
I don't remember anything about that, so fuck Drambo. <laughs> fuck Drambo. Buggles all the way. Is Buggles at the Selesnia compound? Are we going to find Buggles? I don't think I escaped with Buggles from Auntie Grandma's. Oh, darn. Mm. So it's still in there somewhere. Lena Pratt. Hi, everyone. I'm Lena Pratt. I play Guy Elfman. He is a dwarven paladin. And so Guy's first love is from when he was a mere boy of 55 at the <laughs> orphanage. Well, there was a mattress store across the street and the owner liked to use like cardboard cutouts of his wife as like sales tactics. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> like she was the mattress queen. She like had a scepter and like a cardboard cutout, like selling you a mattress. <laughs> Guy was hopelessly in love with that cardboard cutout. Oh my God. <laughs> Why are half of these with inanimate objects? He didn't know she was fake. He just thought she liked standing in the window. Was her name Wilson? <laughs> Is that it? That's it. That's it? Okay. Okay, then can we talk about the time that Guy was deflowered by Miss Mannequin? Wait, but it's not a mannequin. It's a cardboard cutout. Not a mannequin, cardboard cutout. And also oh, that would be super public. You don't know what Guy's kinks are. I do know what Guy's kinks are. <laughs> Did Guy ever get a hold of a, a cardboard cutout to canoodle Oh, with? no. He just liked to admire from afar. Casey Clark. Uh, hi, I'm I'm Casey Clark, and I play Baldrick Stormcaller, a uh, human barbarian. You know the the obvious answer I think everyone would have thought was like, oh, Lef was Baldrick's first love, but in actuality, Baldrick's first love was actually two people from before he he moved to like the big city in Ward sixty nine, uh, when he was still living in his small barbarian village. There were these two girls, two sisters, Olga and Ingrid, who Baldrick. Baldrick lived next door to and he'd watch them bake bread constantly <laughs> like they, they worked for like constantly <laughs> yeah, no, like, like they worked for the town baker and he'd like just he'd always like pop by and like watch them like rolling out the dough and stuff and uh, he, he'd just kind of like be creepy because he didn't know how to approach them at all. Make your character likable, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> he scares but, me. <laughs> hey, you baking bread over there? <laughs> the line between Casey and Baldrick just grows blurrier and blurrier by the day. <laughs> but but every day after school, he'd take uh, the money his adopted parents gave him. He'd go to the bakery and buy the bread that they baked that morning. Simp. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then he'd uh, he'd go and like in his backyard and he'd eat it slowly, making eye contact with them both as they what? were uh, hanging the I, laundry out. The I hate I hate Baldrick. Why why was Baldrick so much cooler when Casey was playing him as an NPC? <laughs> okay, but this, this is when this is when Baldrick was like still like a young teenager. He was like this is like eighth grade age Baldrick. Okay, um, but eighth graders don't just all do that. Boys will be boys, Lena. <laughs> but yeah, boys Shut will up. be boys. Um, but yeah, that they they were Baldrick's like first like real crush love kind of people. He he the the bread he still has never found as good a loaf of bread in Ward sixty nine as he did in those days. It turned. What happened to them? Did they die? No, no, no. Sadly, his love for their bread and them both uh, was not as strong as his need to move to the city uh, need where for he eventually speed. met. Where he eventually met Lef. So, do you guys know how yeah. Casey like took all of your backstories and then kind of played fast and loose with them and made up his own as he went during yeah. the font episode? I want you all to know that he just did the exact same thing for his own backstory. So it's not exclusively <laughs> to other people's. Well, what do you, Casey? <laughs> you, there were like seven points in there that directly contradicted what you told me about Baldrick. What do you mean? No, they didn't. Casey, one of the biggest things about Baldrick is that his first ever love was life. He's a, he has celiacs. No, I almost, you know, I actually okay. made this question so you would talk about left. Anyways, Ben Mannix. Brad. It also ruined a setup where I was going to insult Baldrick for whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, you still can. Go for it. I was going to say, unlike Baldrick, you would expect Flum to have been left as well, but he has loved many times <laughs> in his life as a mature man. But his first love, picture this, a young 10-year-old Flum. Oh, Jesus. And then no. he, I thought you were a young 10-year-old girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Picture this. Have you heard of Lolita? <laughs> he meets her. She's strong. She's fierce. She's passionate about her friends. And she has hair the twice the size of her head. 
she's Taya Gardner from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I thought it would be a funny bet that Flum's gir- love was not real. And then I was in the majority because all of us, our loves were not real except <laughs> Baldrick and Daryl. That whole time, Joanna was just frantically pointing to herself. Baldrick wasn't real. It was more like he was throwing all the love at them and got nothing in return. But they're real oh, people. God. And oh, I thought yeah. it would be a funny joke. <laughs> and I thought it'd be unique. And then I was wrong. But yes, Flum has loved many times in his life. And most of them have been anime girls and an anime <laughs> boy, if you count Felix. <laughs> you just made me do a spit take on a podcast. Guys, before we move on to the actual episode, can I just say, I got a notification from the Tubi app that says, your top movie pick is ready. Stream 2012 Ice Age. <laughs> yeah! Where we left off, you guys were on your way to the Selesnya Conclave in Ward 69. You all decided to go shopping or thieving inside of the Promenade Mall, which is brand new to you guys. That is shopping. That was only chuggles. On your way out, Flum, you heard a voice in your head that gave you some rather unfortunate news about your little goblin friend. Oh my god, I can't believe Guy has to die. Wait, what? Wait. Or was it Chuggles? Bye, everyone. I think it was a small friend. I don't remember now. Was it Chester? (laughs) It might have been Chester. Oh, no. We got to go get Chester. Not Daryl. Hey. (laughs) Uh, No, I think think she said, I think she said little. I don't remember. There was a voice and they're like, your your small friend has to die. And it was one of them. I don't remember. Wait, wait, wait. How big was she? Because Daryl could be little to her. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I saw her. <laughs> then I think we're all gonna die. Wait, where are we again? Are we still in the mall? You're walking out of the mall currently. In the parking lot. Okay, in the parking lot. Okay. <laughs> we gotta get. We gotta hurry, guys. We gotta get to the conclave. Who remembers where we parked? Who wrote it down? Oh, uh, we just yell for him, I think. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I'm. I'm real good at yelling. Didn't we leave a centaur back before this happened? You know, last like, season. He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's also holding on to left. Yeah. What are we gonna do? It's a copy. Who needs copies? I'd like it. <laughs> I like that Baldrick isn't concerned with the fact that Flim just said a voice in his head said that someone had to die. He's concerned with the fact that you guys left a centaur at a lube factory <laughs> about ten years ago. Does anyone remember our driver's name? No. <laughs> Kevin. Uh, Jeffrey. I think it was Paul. I think I'm pretty sure it was Paul. Harold. Paul. Better call Paul. Paul? Uh, so from behind you, you guys hear the familiar voice of the store clerk. That's right. That's them over there. And uh, next to her, there is a chubby centaur man dressed in black dress pants, a white short sleeve button up. And he has like a little golden badge on his chest. And he starts galloping towards you all. And it's like, hey, wait, right there. Wait, wait, Sullivan. Question, question. about the pants. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to ask the same question. (laughs) How how, how does the horse wear the pants, Sullivan? Are they on all four legs or just the back two? Or just the front two. So it looks like a man. Or is it two pairs of pants? One on the front and one on the back. No, no, no. It's it's the one <laughs> pair of pants on the back legs that go up to its stomach, and then the shirt, the white shirt, is tucked in at the stomach, and the sleeves are on its front, uh, front thing. So then its top is just naked. What about its? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so he's shirtless. <laughs> he's just got a shirt does on his horse. <laughs> yeah. Long flowing hair that blows in the wind. <laughs> no, he does not. He has a short buzz cut. Ew. <laughs> Okay, all right. I'm gonna. Can I I walk up to him? He's running at you. Yeah, he is running towards you. (laughs) Run away! I want to pull out my my Boros Legion badge and be like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. While he does this, I'm sprinting. I am running away. What's the problem, officer? (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do we need to roll initiative right now? Maybe. No. Perhaps. Do we? Initiative to run? Joanna hates initiative. Well, no, but two of you are running. One of you is staying behind. Like we gotta we gotta figure out what's going on here. Uh Baldrick rolls initiative, we all leave. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone is running without further question except for Baldrick. Well, Chuggles and I know what we did. Chuggles sees the cops, Chuggles runs. I, okay. I did I did pay for what Chuggles stole though. 
I don't know about Guy, but Not I paid for what Chuggles stole. Flum doesn't know what's going on. Everyone just started running. Listen, here's here's the sitch. Daryl, everything he does is illegal. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it wasn't him this time. He has like yeah. 10 things on him that'll land him in prison at the moment. <laughs> I thought Daryl was out of drugs. The wagon's hard, man. <laughs> Chasing the dragon. <laughs> Definitively, yeah. what is everybody doing? I'm holding up my Boros insignia in front of the guy and like being like, hold on, hold on. What's the problem? I'm running. We're yeah. scramming yeah. into the parking lot. And I, I say, Baldrick, don't be a narc. <laughs> so we'll come back to you in a second. You guys all take off running. Baldrick, uh, this centaur gallops up to you and like comes to an abrupt stop in front of you. <sighs> stop. <sighs> right there. <laughs> I just need to <laughs> catch my breath real quick. <sighs> We super can outrun him. Well, this is this is Boros, Legion business, sir. Uh, what what is the problem here? A Boros stealing from the Promenade Mall, unheard of. I did not steal anything. Uh, who, who, who do you think stole? This lady back here. She says that you all stole things from her shop. <sighs> I didn't steal anything. I properly paid for my attire. Well, could you do me a favor and bring your friends back here? I can't run anymore. I got to say I can't catch them. I wouldn't be able to. Uh, sir, sir, uh, <laughs> before, before I go, what is it? What's your name? The name's B- Ballfart Promenade, please. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. And I am placing you all <laughs> under citizen's arrest. He's a cop. <laughs> He's a mall. Sir, cop. uh are you are you okay? Is there is there something wrong with you? No, nothing wrong. I just need to catch my breath real quick. Um, okay, I'll if you just stay here, I'll get my friends. Just just hang out. Be Yeah, sounds good. Just don't don't go running off, okay? Come back. No, you you have my word, man. Yes, because a man's word is the most valuable. Um, I'm gonna word. I'm gonna roll deception, okay? Oh. Classic Baldrick. Oh, I got a natural one. <laughs> Classic Baldrick. What about that taser? Why did you have to stay? Because <laughs> I was tr- well, I was trying to help you guys out. In That's case true. You I'll be honest. You. I'll be honest. It's for it goes with your character. But all right, sir, I'm gonna need you to come with me. Why? You're a terrible liar. <laughs> it's very clear to me that you're just gonna. Run off as soon as you get the opportunity. So you're under citizen's arrest. You have to come with me right now. Um, um, uh, I don't, I don't know about that, man. He, he's like pulling out a little pair of uh, of uh, handcuffs. <laughs> gonna, I'm gonna start running. Does he get an opportunity attack? <laughs> <laughs> he would get an opportunity attack, but um, as you bolt away. Uh, he's just like, wait, no, go, go come back, please, no. But he does not give chase to you. Okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, you guys are all in the parking lot, <laughs> assumingly far away from the entrance. And the the lady that owns the shop is now chewing out Ballplart for not chasing after you guys. But he's still just kind of like trying to catch his breath from running the 20 feet up to you guys. So so what are you doing now that you're all back gathered in the parking lot? We've been yelling for Paul. Has Paul run around yet? Yeah, where's our damn car? Uh, so after a couple seconds, the Lada Neva comes skirting up to you guys. Window rolls down, and Paul's just like, Gideon. Well, okay. <laughs> Let's say that. Can I, can I do a six slide across the hood? We'll make an acrobatics check, right? Uh, 18. You do a six slide across the hood. <laughs> and, and Paul's just like, hey, man, that was pretty sweet. Flum gets in the passenger seat. Daryl calls yeah. the void in yeah. the trunk. I take the middle. How are you taking the middle? You're a dead last. No, yeah. I guess that's true. Did, drive away, did, drive away, drive away. What? Wait, did Baldrick, did Baldrick catch up to us? Baldrick caught up to you guys. Oh, okay. Hey guys, so uh, those are some sick new digs. Why are y'all running through okay. the parking lot like that? Go, 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 go. You gotta go. We're criminals now. You're roped in with us. You're a criminal now, too. You gotta go. We're on the lam. Don't listen to him. It's, it's fine. Just take us to the Ward 69 so we can get our stuff. We gotta go to the Slesnia Conclave now. What did you guys do? And he slams on the gas and he's like, Oh no, what did you guys do? <laughs> Behind you, you see a ball plart trot out into the street after you guys. Just like, Wait, wait! Chuggles puts his hand out the window and flips him off. So Paul pulls you guys 
back up onto the Trans Guild Highway and starts zooming you out to Ward 69. We should go back and visit that guy sometime. What did you guys do? You you shoplifted? Did you steal all these nice clothes you got here? I mean, I bought mine. Surprisingly, I paid. This is the first time Chuggles has stolen something. I have a real tough time teaching Chuggle the concept of currency. <laughs> the only thing I took are these pants. They, they are a pretty stylish guy. What about that spiffy jacket you got there? Oh, this was free. <laughs> Don't you free like it? Free as you stole it then? <laughs> free as in a gift. <laughs> like a gift from the gods, but you stole it from the person who rightfully owns it? No, free the guy at the, the spray booth. He was, he was really on board with bats. We really bonded. He's my brother now. Well, all right. He gave I it just, to me. I uh, guess it... We, we made a club. It is kind of... We meet every other one. You guys Wednesday. are kind of in trouble right now, you know, just coming coming back from the past or whatever, so I guess I could excuse a little bit of thievery. Now, what about that goblin? What about the goblin boy? What do you make him wear? Why is he dressed like that? Sting is in the backseat with his arms crossed, and he looks up at Daryl, and he's like, I told you he'd laugh. He's not laughing, little man. You look dope. And then I, like, kick the driver's seat, and I'm like, he looks dope. Uh, roll a um, intimidation check. Uh, 15 for that intimidation. He, like, looks over his left shoulder, so he's not looking at Sting, but just at you, and he's like, Oh, I, so sorry about that. Is he a little sensitive or something? No. He just knows that he looks cool, and you know it, too. You're right. He looks He looks very cool. You look very cool, little boy. And then I slap Sting's knee and, like, See that, little man? You look rad. Hmm. I guess I do look a little bit cool. Bulger looks over at Sting, and he, he kind of, like, nudges him with his elbow. He says, You look even better when you're kicking butt in the outfit, man. I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to fight too well in this one. Being honest, the shorts are kind of riding up my, uh, you know, my my bits. It reduces drag. You'll be so fast. The sting. Though those shorts. Can I roll a perception check on Sting shorts to see if I notice the crotch goblin? No, because you do. It is very obvious in the booty shorts. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, sting. What? Why is? Why is there a small leg popping out of your shorts? Oh no, the goblin you mis you misunderstood. The goblin is all in the shorts. Um it's just like the perfect outline of the of the goblin as if <laughs> someone put like put a ran wrap over it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh <clears throat> uh Sting, why why I I don't mean to uh be crass here. Uh I know you're 8, <laughs> but I don't like think your bits are supposed to look like that. I have no idea what you're talking about. And then I kick Baldrick. I'm like, don't talk about his bits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sting. I mean, if, if you don't want to talk about it, I understand. Just you might want to get it looked at. It's not that I don't want to talk about it. It's just there's nothing to talk about. Why do you keep staring at my crotch anyway, Baldrick? This is like the fourth time you've brought it up. Oh, man. It's just abnormal. I... I don't think I don't think that's that's your crotch. I think that's something else, man. Hey, man, don't you know that he's eight, he's eight years old? His trading card said he's eight years old, and you're looking at his crotch. That's kind of messed up. Trading card? <laughs> trading card? Yo, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, the Ravnica Avengers trading cards. Where are these? There's trading cards. Rare cards. <laughs> of course, there's trading cards. <laughs> Ever since you guys did your whole saving the multiverse thing, all these superheroes started showing up. So they had to make cards of them and shit. Can we stop at the nearest? Game shop. No troubles. We got a mission. We can do cards later. No, wait. There's sound go round. Pull over. Oh, I really need them. <laughs> okay, maybe just a little. Guys, if you wanted trading cards, you should have got them while you were in the in the mall. We were too busy stealing. <laughs> As you guys are talking, you get towards 69. You start seeing some buildings you recognize. Flumin Chuggles. As you drive towards the center of the ward where the Slesnia tree is, you make your way over this very crudely constructed stone bridge that spans a massive sinkhole that just like inexplicably showed up here a little bit ago. And Daryl, as you guys are <laughs> passing over it, about halfway through the bridge, you hear a voice inside your head just go, And then it disappears as you guys drive off the bridge. Um, and, and then I start like, who am I sitting next to? You're sitting next to Sting, who looks up at you and says, Daryl, did you just hear that voice too? You just heard that voice too? Oh, thank Jesus. I have, um, was that, do you remember like a couple much, months ago? 
But like the mushroom yeah. thing? Yeah. You don't think that that. We might we I mean, probably look into that later. Yeah. That, you know what? Back burner issue, but it will come up, <laughs> I'm sure, in like the sixth episode or something. Right. Or maybe like more in next season. <laughs> Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Good plan, good plan. In the distance, out the front windshield, you see poking out from behind a tall hill the top branches of a massive tree. And as you crest that hill, you are now looking down into a wide circular crater. Down at the bottom of the crater, it's like brimming with all sorts of plant life. It's like beautiful gardens, hedge mazes, stuff like that. And in the middle, there is a massive, massive tree. Its bark is like a dark blue color. And the size of this thing actually rivals some of the skyscrapers in the city proper. So yeah, as you guys crest this hill and come to the top and look down into this giant pit, you're about eye level with the super full branches of this tree. And you can see these small green glowing orbs of pollen just slowly drifting down towards the ground. They disappear before they actually hit the ground. Down in the crater, you see the massive roots of the trees, and they're kind of poking up from the ground at random, with some of them like actually towering up to the size of a small house. And in some of them, you actually see like windows carved into the roots. At the base of the tree, you see about a dozen Selesnya initiates. All of them are elves and halflings tending to the gardens. And there are two elven votaries who are like these dudes just decked out in this wonderful emerald armor, uh, standing by the main doors at the trunk of the tree, watching the perimeter with care. The two of them seem to particularly have their eyes on a point up near you guys on the hill around the crater, where a couple dozen people are crowded around a large ornate wooden cart. And with the windows down inside the Lada Neva, you hear coming from over there a voice, Oh, don't worry. Please don't worry. Who's next? Step on up. Everyone will get their turn. Flum, Chuggles, do, do you guys know what that card is? I don't know, but I sure as don't, don't approve of solicitation around my compound. <laughs> it's like when Jesus runs into the temple and flips over all the tables. And he's like, no selling in my church. Is, is there a sign on the cart at all that I can see? There is no sign. But Paul looks back at you guys and he's like, well, uh, city ordinance, it says I can't get any closer with the with the car here, so you guys are going to have to get out. I'll just wait up here for you. Flum jumps out. Baldrick steps out. I start to make my way out, uh, but before I do, I kind of like look and like place my hand on the back of Paul's seat, and I'm like, Paul, Paul, do you like have a job or a family you're going to get back to, or are you kind of in here for the long haul when it comes to this season? I'm single like a Pringle. My only job is oh. painting in the streets, and uh, it doesn't really pay that well, so... I'm up for the adventure if you want me for the long haul. Oh, fantastic, Paul. I think you, I think you can make some really fun fun uh, advances around here. Welcome to the team. And then I leave. I'm storming over to the cart. I follow. <laughs> okay, so there is like a big crowd of people in front of the cart. Out of the way, I'm important. And Flum's <laughs> going to try and move, make his way through. As Baldrick trails uh, Flum, he's just going to be like, uh, Bo- Boros business, please step aside. Flum, are you trying to like physically push your way past or are you trying to like use your voice more to get them to move? Flum probably is just physically trying to move through. Okay, so can you make a strength check and I'll give you advantage because of uh, Baldrick helping you out. 15. Okay, so you easily push people out of the way. The ones that you're pushing are kind of like, hey man, we've been waiting in line all day. But the rest of them just kind of like step to the side when Baldrick like shows them his Boros badge. And when you get up to the cart, you see another centaur who has a who's very skinny, has a very long neck, and he is sitting inside of this cart. And just this cart is just covered in Ravnik Avengers merch. There's t-shirts with Ravnik Avengers <laughs> splashed across it. There's action figures lining the back walls. There's even comic books. There's mugs. There's collectible tins. Like anything you can imagine. And they're all just covered uh, with your guys' face. Ravnik? Oh my god, Flum! <laughs> Hi. Hi! You! Hi! you hi, ghost! I don't think you remember me, but he hello! Faints. <laughs> What's he that? Fainted? He faints. As he does... To the right of him, you guys hear another voice. All right, just die. Hold still. Just hold still. What do you? No, just die. look at the look at the camera. Look at the camera. And uh, when you look over, you see with a big box in front of him on a three-legged stand, the speaker, who is now dressed in a yellow and red Hawaiian T-shirt, 
with khaki shorts. And uh, he has this device pointed at a family whose children are clearly upset and don't want to be here. And they are all standing next to a large piece of flat wood that has you guys painted on it uh, that is looking down over the Selesnia tree. And he clicks the machine, big flash of light, and a little piece of parchment comes out of it, gives it a little shake, and he hands it to the family. He's like, all right, go pay now. Go pay now. Uh, Baldrick seeing the speaker, like, like moves the rest of the way out of the crowd and runs right up to him. And it's just like, speaker. Oh, hey, Baldrick. <laughs> What's going on? Took you guys long enough to get back here. Jesus Christ. Hold on. I just got to, I got to make sure this guy pays. Okay. Oh, okay. Hey, is everyone else with you? Yeah, they're all, they're all over there. Oh, real quick. Is there a pack of uh, Ravnica Ventures trading cards, a uh, long next cart? <laughs> there is a pack of Ravnica Ventures trading card. It's in like one of those big cardboard boxes with like the scoop at the <laughs> can, bottom. Can I, can I try and slip one? <laughs> uh, yeah, make a sleight of hand check. 16? Nobody notices because they're all, all the crowd is just kind of shocked. They're all glaring at you with their jaws dropped. And the um, the speaker was too focused on the family that he doesn't think is going to pay that he doesn't see you grab it. Okay, I'm going to slip that pack to Chuggles. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, hey, how's it going? Um, it's kind of awkward for you guys to just show up here like this. What do you mean awkward? We, we were in Innistrad and we come back and it's 10 years later. What the hell is going on? You're from the, you're multiversal. You should know what's going on. I mean, you guys figured it out when you were in Innistrad. I, I, I heard you guys while I was listening to you through my multidimensional speakers. There's like a time differential between all the planes and like the Innistrad is longer than the Fey, which is longer than the blah, 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 blah. Anyways, time works differently, different places, and now you're 10 years in the future. Anyways, quick question. How did you guys even get back here? Don't worry about it. We, we have help. Why didn't you help? Where was the <sighs> compound of Clark and Innistrad, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the compound of Clark. I don't work for those losers anymore. What do you mean? You're Casey Clark, multiversal entity. How can you not work for the compound of Clark anymore? Because they're losers, didn't you hear? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> after I got fired from my position as head of Ravnica, I, th I took it as a sign that I wasn't living my best life. So I decided to come here and live amongst the plebeians like you all, all you mortals, and, you know, build myself from the ground up. Pull myself up by the bootstraps, if you will. Which is why I started this business here. Ravnik Avengers. Hey, do you guys like the name? I came up with that. We're gonna, we're gonna sue you. Nah, you can't do that. I was gonna get it copyrighted, but I kind of forgot to. And then it entered the public domain. So you can't really sue me. I can't sue anyone else. It's a big problem. But I copyrighted my face before I left. I was nervous. Gabagool was posting photos. I didn't like it. I didn't want to be on that wall as employee of the month. So I copyrighted my face. And I think it still stands. <laughs> that, that was a big problem for me. I had to go down to the Gabagool. I had to talk to him personally to buy the rights. I mean, according to all the known law in Ravnica, you guys are dead. So, you know, the copyright doesn't just still belong to you. It actually belongs to me now. That I do have the copyright to. I own you, guy. Well, I don't like that at all. My uncle will hear about this. From who's your uncle? He's a lawyer, I think. He'll help us out. Anyways, it's great to see you all. Uh, wait, what are you doing? What are you doing coming back to the old Ward 69? Aren't you guys like famous now? Shouldn't you I be? I live here. Yeah, I live here. You sure about that? Yeah, they live here. Do you know what happened to Lef since we left? So left, left, left. Mm. That's all it is with you. Well, what, which left do you mean exactly? <laughs> The copies, all the copies. We never got around to getting them all. Dude, what what happened? Heck if I know, Baldrick. What do you think I you think I'm gonna go hunt down the pieces of the left soul? I mean, you were helping before. Yeah, but it all kind of solved itself, right? I mean, listen, I know the cult of Crayola is all up in arms. They want the pieces of the soul to be found, but like I said, not my job anymore. I'm just a capitalist scum trying to make a living in this world. <laughs> okay, fine. If, if you can't give me that, what, what info can you give us about this cult of Crayola? Who are they? How'd they get in power? Jace Planeswalker came back after the whole vampire debacle. You know, like the Jace Planeswalker, the one who created yeah, the Guild yeah, Pact. Yeah, living Guild Pact. I get it. Okay, okay dude. Jeez, calm down. <laughs> he just came back and he kicked me out of office. He said I, like, grossly mismanaged government resources or something like that. <laughs> To be honest with you, though, I never really liked the job anyway, so I just kind of, like, let it happen, right? He put these people in power, the cult of Crayola. 
I don't, I don't know too much about them. I've never even heard of them before, but I think they might be from a different dimension. Truth be told, we didn't, we didn't solve much of anything, did we? <laughs> no, you honestly didn't. But you did kill the vampires, so that's why you're famous, I guess. And that's why I get to make 200 bucks a day off your likeness. Can we go inside the enclave, conclave, whatever Wait, compound? I, I think that's what we call it, right? What, Joanna, what? You've been trying to say something for so long. How sexy does Daryl look? How? What? The, uh, like, how sexy does Daryl look on like the trading cards and the posters and the pit? Does he look cool? Well, you know, you know how they say the camera adds ten pounds. <gasps> well, the artist rendition adds twenty. Oh no! <laughs> to all of us, or just Daryl? You all look a little bit pudgy. Blum's already chubby. Oh, that's so embarrassing. Uh. I want to go inside my house. Whoa, okay, Flum. Uh, no one's stopping you. Fuck you. Flum walks <laughs> off. <laughs> well, wait. Uh, hey, guys. No, now that you're back alive, though, I do need you to quick sign these waivers for me. Nope. No, I ain't signing anything. No. What What for? I, I just... I mean, now that you're alive, I can't technically own any of you anymore. But if you just sign this real quick, I can uh, keep making my money. I don't think that's true of me. My father will hear about this. Seems like you're trying to game the system here, man. You're really not going to sign it? I've been a slave no. before. Never again. All right. Well, can we at least come to like some sort of agreement here where I can keep doing what I'm doing? Because I don't really have another job. 50%. 75. To me. Wait. Wait. Yo. Oh, yo, oh, yo, real quick. 30%. <laughs> Two. Me. <laughs> 25. 30. 25. 30. Roll persuasion. <laughs> uh, 22. Oh, my God. Holy He's like, shit. All right, fine. 50. All right. Oh, yeah. we, we got, we're getting 50% of his profits, guys. <laughs> Oh, he's sharing it? What a sweet guy. I'll, I'll get some new paperwork written up. Uh, I'll have it to you guys pretty soon. 50% of the profits will go to you. No sweat. Just uh, don't sue me or anything, okay? In the meantime. Yeah, you you better. Or Chuggles will feed you to Chuggles. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, when this is all happening, Daryl's trying to avoid recognition by like, he pops his like very colorful jacket's collar up and kind of like tries to cover himself with his ears. So no one really notices him and spreads the word that, like, Daryl's back. Well, we're making money now, guys. Are we going to go into the compound? Oh, yeah, the compound. We don't need the compound. We got royalties now. We could go buy our own house. Our own tree. Yeah, but I got important things in there. We got snacks in there, guy. We got to get the snacks. Okay, I forgot. Okay, so you guys make your way down the hill into the crater, through the gardens, and as you do, all the initiates that are out there, like, tending to the flowers and the trees and stuff, they are all just staring at you in awe. And as you pass through the large opening into the tree, the two votaries, the dude in, like, the decked-out armor, both give you all a very respectful salute. What? Wait, what's a votary? Guy, these are, like, these are, like, the top of the top. They're the people that protect the Verandi Gardens. Why do they look so silly, then? It's not silly. It's traditional Selesnia garb. Sting, were you, were you working towards becoming one? No, I I, I mean, like, I, I just got to do my own thing, you know? But I, I guess it would kind of be cool to be called a votary. Flum puts his fist on his chest to salute. They look on in confusion. <laughs> uh, so as you guys enter into the tree, which comprises mostly of, like, it's the hollowed-out center of the tree is the main chamber... Uh, and the walls around this main chamber are covered in these like brilliant carvings done with like natural inks from fruits and berries and stuff. And they all show past Selesnya battles, a couple of which, Chuggles and Flum, you probably have taken part in. <laughs> there's there's everyone fighting, and then there's just a <laughs> painting of Chuggles and Flum off to the side, <laughs> eating food or something. <laughs> this is the Hall of Flavors. You can lick the walls here. So there's a crude staircase that spirals up as far as you can see up the tree, with a landing every so often that leads to a doorway. Around the base of the tree, you see that there are various doorways leading to bunking chambers and off further into the roots of the tree where the Selesnya records and stockpiles are housed. And straight ahead of you, sitting on an ornate wooden throne in the middle of the empty chamber, is Mom. A beautiful elven woman wrapped in extravagant Selesnya robes, wearing a twisted horned wooden headpiece. 
she looks extremely stressed out as halfling bookkeepers are like sprinting up to her, shouting little bits of information and then sprinting back into the roots of the tree. Mom, we're home! Oh, dear. We solved the conspiracy like you asked. Oh, good Lord. I thought I got rid of you all. We're back! What? Okay. I can't wait to hear this. How are you all alive? So we went to the place where there were the vampires. Ooh. And then we went to the Feywild. And then these fairies are like, the vampires are trying to destroy Ravnica. And so then we turn, turns um, out Juggles um, is a fairy. Um, and, I know yeah. that part. I don't know the part where, you know, you got back. Oh, yeah, right. The car. A car? Can one of the rest of you explain what's going on here? Uh, uh, yes, oh, y'all me, pick me. <laughs> who who are the rest of you? We're the Ravnik Avengers. Baldrick steps up and like like takes a knee and bows and he says, "Lead Boros investigator, uh, Baldrick Stormcaller, ma'am." That's very interesting because I know most of the lead investigators and you are not one of them. Uh, and as you can see, I'm very busy here. So Chuggles, Bloom, Sting, great to see you all again. But can you leave so I can focus? Okay, we're going to go to our room. Ooh, um, no, you're not. What? Well, you've been dead for 10 years. Um, as happy as I am to see you, we did give your rooms away. What about our stuff? Well, we sold it at auction. What? You were dead, honey. Guys, we got to get that stuff back. What did you lose specifically, Flom? My TV. <laughs> Can't you make a new one? Oh, I guess I could. Well, I mean, the the fellas that took over your room got first picking, so I think they took some of your stuff when they took the room, so you could go try to talk to them, I guess. Are we going to go beat up some Slesnia guys? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Chuckles rolls up his <laughs> sleeves and stomps off. While y'all here, actually, um, you know the guy out there, right? That's like selling merchandise with your faces on it? Yeah, we don't like him. Well, listen, he's been... I don't want you to kill him, but listen, he's been out there ever since you guys disappeared selling the Ravnik Avengers this, the Ravnik Avengers that. It's been such a headache. In fact, we've put all of our resources into trying to get him out, but every time we think we found something that we could sue him with, he comes back with these obscure court cases and just throws the whole thing out. That's what all these halflings are doing. They're trying to find a way to get him kicked out of his spot up there. We're sick of it. We don't like solicitation here. Oh, yeah, we'll get right on that. Something tells me that you're not gonna, but I appreciate any effort you could give, considering that if you are alive, I am technically still your boss. Can we have our rooms back? Well, you'd have to take that up with the people that are living there right now. We'll kill them. Don't, don't kill them. Good Lord. I forgot what it was like to have you all around. Listen, you guys were our best initiates. <laughs> These guys are kind of our best initiates now. They're not much better. In fact, they're much more annoying. So if you can get them out as well, I would greatly appreciate it. Ward 69 doesn't have a lot of options, huh? Can I, I'm going to hang back uh, real quick and ask, Miss, uh, uh, w- w- what is your name? I, I assume it's not Mom. Honestly, over the past 10 years, I just kind of stuck with Mom. Everyone called me after Chuggles and Flum wouldn't stop calling me. Yet, so now my name's just fucking Mom and that's my life. okay um well uh you you said you know all the uh boros lead investigators uh who who took up my place after i quote unquote died oh well that was uh this this lovely chap named dread dread and baldrick uh like you see him look down and there's there's some static that comes off his uh like his shoulders and like fists whoa 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 hey we can't have any of that in the tree you see it's highly flammable uh sorry i'll uh uh, i'll leave you be all right great and um listen could you because like uh, sting is supposed to be babysitting these two and now that you're back alive again he didn't really do a great job so do you think you could just like Get them out of here as quick as possible. I've got so much work to do. Honestly, I just don't want anyone here anymore. <laughs> I want the speaker gone. I want the new. I want the guys in their room gone, and I want them gone. So just get everyone out, and and I'll be happy. Under under one condition. What you promote Sting? Got an honorary promotion to what? What's a votary? Oh shit! I didn't tell him. 
Do you think you're telling that for me too? <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll do it. Chuggles uh, and Flo too. Since, they're both they're both votaries now too. Okay, well, well, since since Sting is not dead, can the honorary turn into a reality? I mean, I guess yes. Legally speaking, he is an official votary now. Oh shit! And so are Chuggles and Flum. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Halfling, I need you to find me and all files we have on demoting Selesnya people. <laughs> <laughs> Baldrick starts to back away as she starts to like get all flustered and he starts running after the group. <laughs> what if we light a small fire and smoke them out of the room? No, I've got That's the perfect I've got the perfect plan, guys. We just do to them exactly what was done to us. Send them to Innistrad and then the problem's taken care of. We just gotta come up with a fake mission and get them out of here. We gotta blow up a lab. Baldrick catches up to you guys. We just tell them to go to an ISAT lab, find a portal to Innistrad, and just send him off. Baldrick goes and like uh, pulls Sting aside and is like, uh, Sting, Sting. Yeah, what's up? So <clears throat> I, I talked to uh, mom down there and uh, she said that uh, when, when, when we were all gone, uh, you, Truggles and Flum. Also, I'm trying to whisper. I don't want to like <laughs> let Truggles and Flum know. So should okay. I roll like a stealth check? I mean, they seem pretty engaged in their conversation about how they're going <laughs> to get the people. Okay, okay. Room, okay. So. All right. I think uh, you're good. So, so he whispers this thing. He's like, so uh, technically, you three are all votaries now? Oh, shit, really? I mean, that's, I don't care. I don't know, Sting. You seem pretty excited when you were talking about it back there. But no, pff, I, it's just I don't even like the Slesnia that much. But but for, I'm a votary, really. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. You you you're you're moving your way up in the world. Wait, we cannot tell Chuggles and Flum this if they know that they have this power. Like votaries aren't super high up, but they're high enough up that they can uh, probably cause some damage internally to the entire Slesnia system. So let's just keep this on the hush hush from them. You got it, buddy. What's on the hush hush? Guy pops up behind him. What? Nothing. <laughs> Who's a rotary? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, have you guys just been like walking down the one of the routes to get to your bedroom while you're talking? I assumed we were standing outside the door. Okay, so you're to the door now. Um, it's just like a caved-out entrance. There's not like a door door. You got this, Chuggles. Yeah, I got this. Let's go. Wait, 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 wait. Is our room really this important? Do we really have to? kick them out. I mean, they have been here for like 10 years, right? I don't, I don't care about the room. I care about my stuff. Flum, what is this uh, this thing that you're after? This the uh, TV? Tell I watch anime. What the hell is anime? Oh, so simple-minded. <laughs> I'll explain it to you when you're older. Baldrick, honestly, it's super annoying. You do not want to know. <laughs> I've had to deal with that oh, every I'll, night. <laughs> I'll, I'll take your word for it. Can I punch my fist through the wall? <laughs> <laughs> Make a strength check. Natural 20, natural 20. <laughs> no. Okay, Truggles, you punch your fist through the wall. Holy shit. I pull it back out and I put my face up to the hole and I say, here's Chuggies. <laughs> uh, so when you do that, you look in and you see your room, but then very quickly, the face of a halfling pops into into your view. The face is kind of tinted blue, and he's like, oh, it's Truggles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you think that that was very yeah. surprising to us, but oh, it God. wasn't, because I knew exactly what was going to happen. What? You're no fun, are you? Hello? Would you and your friends like to enter through the door? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're walking in. Should we go in cautiously? What are we gonna do? Surprise them? Uh, Baldrick <laughs> is gonna pull out his warhammer and just kind of hold it as he slowly creeps through the door with them. As you all enter the room, I mean, it's it's your room. You see the three bed frames that are kind of like growing out of the barky walls. Uh, each bed frame has a matching wardrobe and nightstand. There's one for each of you. Uh, they don't look like they've been moved since you guys lived here because they can't be moved because they're attached to the walls. However, on the beds, there are three halflings who quickly stand up when they see you. The first one who's sitting in Flum's bed is the guy who has like weirdly tinted blue skin. And uh, this halfling is completely naked, has a shaved bald head, and uh, there's a little glow coming off of him. 
the second one uh, on Chuggles' bed has his black hair like feathered back and he's wearing a shabby robe that looks like it's been cobbled together using raven feathers and his eyes are covered in these like large black tinted goggles and then on Sting's bed there is a grizzled looking halfling with a wrinkly face covered in messy facial hair and he's wearing a super suit that looks like it's been cobbled together from like various armor scraps the halfling with the goggles stands up and is like it's the Ravnik Avengers don't take offense to this but uh we all thought you were dead I actually knew that they were alive the entire time, and I knew that they would come in here. I also knew that that one would try to attack us with his warhammer. <laughs> yeah, kill him. Do I do I see my TV? Uh, your TV is in the room. Yes, the grizzled one that's sitting on Sting's bed just like lights up a cigar and puts it in his mouth, and the blue one's like, "This is the part where you're all gonna ask for your stuff back." Yeah. Uh, why Why do you think I'm gonna attack you? Well, I think he thinks that you're going to attack us because you have your Warhammer out, Baldrick. And uh, Baldrick, might I say, I might be your biggest fan on the entire planet. I have all of your trading cards, all five variants. Can I see them, please? Well, I don't have them on me. They're back at my apartment. If they're at your apartment, why are you in here? Well, this is where we stay when we work. Who are you? Oh, right. Uh, We're the Night Watch. Ever since you guys left, you know... People had to come and fill in your shoes. I mean, you inspired so many of us. Uh, so we, we put this little group together. Well, I put this little group together. And uh, yeah, we protect Ward 69 uh, while you guys weren't around. But now that you're back, we would be happy to give up our role as the Ward superheroes. Why, why is the, the weird blue one weird? What's his problem? That's flum. No, the other blue one. Well, allow me to introduce us. My name is the Raven Knight. The blue fella over there is Dr. 69. And the (laughs) fella over here who is not talking to you is the jokester. The reason he's all blue like that is because, oh, well, you guys should actually know all about this. He was in one of those Izet labs when they blew up 10 years ago. And uh, everyone kind of lubed. (laughs) <laughs> no, it actually wasn't a lube factory. He was in the ones that dealt with laser guns. And What um, happened to the ones at the lube factory? You know, the lube factory didn't blow up. We could fix that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, everyone thought he was dead for a long time, but then he actually had just transformed into this being of pure divination magic. And uh, now he, he helps us protect the ward. Is the closet still there? Yes, the closets are still there. Can I fling it open? Uh, so as Truggle flings open his closet, you guys just hear... <laughs> Tree bark! What? Inside what the closet the is this horrific, mangled-looking... It kind of looks like a human face, but if a human <laughs> face were made out of, like, uh, tree blight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Truggle's... What the hell is that? Baldrick, he's talking. Look at him. ordered me in years. Oh, does anyone have water? Why haven't you watered him? That thing is a freak of nature, and we do not accept his kind. But we cannot (sighs) kill him, for we are peaceful beings. Blum is going to run over and use his holy symbol to act as his decanter of endless water and get out a little stream of water to water tree bird. Chuggles starts peeing. (laughs) (laughs) so he laps both streams up happily coughs a little bit clears his throat and then he's like that was a close one sup guys yo tree bird sounds hot now juggles i missed you so much dude where have you been these guys haven't been watering me they tell me i'm a freak of nature like every day yeah i get that a lot (laughs) juggles oh my god juggles did you make friends yeah wow never thought i'd see the day yeah (laughs) we're the ravnik avengers you guys are the one that inspired all these idiots. These three idiots. You guys inspired yeah. these three idiots to do what they're doing. So basically, you guys used to be my protectors, my waterers, and I would make weapons for you. But then you betrayed me and inspired these idiots. And now they torture me, torment me every day with their talk of justice. Well, we kind of got stuck in a plane for like, it was a time for us, but longer time for you guys. Now, I'm glad you're here. Can you get these guys out of our room now? Oh, yeah. Uh... Mom has a mission. Uh, you guys have to leave. The blue factory blew up. <laughs> Can you guys roll a persuasion check? Isn't that deception? Deception check, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> 21. A mission, really? 
There's more bombings at more factories? She, she said it was real important. I want you to know that I see right through whatever you guys are planning, and I know that when we arrive at the factory, nothing is going to be wrong. But I will convince everybody to go anyways, because I know it's what must happen, for I exist in all time, future, present, and past, all at once. Nerd! Man, get a load of this weirdo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, well, if he says we have to go, then I guess we have to go. I hope uh, none of our stuff is missing when we get back. Real quick, did you guys, like, find a burger around here? Now that you mention it, I do remember when they were auctioning off all of your possessions, there was this burger creature. Is that what you're talking about? Like, a, like it had eyeballs? Yeah. Hmm. Well, we certainly didn't buy that because that's creepy as hell, but... I, I think it was sold to some lady. I can't really remember, but she was she was like scary looking, you know, like all these dark chains and whips and stuff. One of those kinds. Kind of like how Daryl used to be. Yeah, like Daryl and his uh, version one trading cards. Oh wait, they got the S and M version. It's, super, it's like a one of those like uh, lithograph ones. So when you spin it in one direction, Daryl is fully closed. You spin it in the other, and he's got all these like chains and whips and stuff on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, uh, we will leave you guys to it. And uh, the Raven Knight leaves, and the Doctor 69 just, like, disappears in a little flash of blue light. And the jokester stands up, like, flicks his cigar onto the ground, stamps on it, walks up to Baldrick, and he, like, looks you straight in the eyes, like, nose to nose. Okay, I just, like, brandish my hammer and look down at him. He does not flinch for a second, and he just goes, All right. And then he walks out. <laughs> Smells like a bitch in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, thank you so much for getting them out of here. If I had to listen to that guy with the feathers talk about how he's going to eradicate all crime in Ravnica one more time, I think I would have exploded. Hey, Treebert, do you still do upgrades? Uh, yeah, I could, uh, whatever you want. What do you need, Chuggles? I got this club, but it sucks. Uh, do you want me to put spikes on it? I can do spikes really well. Yeah, spike club. All right, give it to me, and I will have that done in the next 24 hours. Okay. All right, cool. Hand in it. The closet door just slams closed. All right, guys, mission accomplished. We got a room back. We gotta go blow up the lube factory now, just in case. I, I don't know if that'd be a uh, couth, though we probably could go back to see if John Oates can help us figure out what happened to Lef after. I thought you were gonna say, see if the centaur's still waiting outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been 10 years, who knows? I think we're in a good position now to come up with a game plan. Yeah, I agree with Flum, actually. I think it might be a good idea for us to go visit these Cult of Crayola guys. Like, if they're in charge, they can probably catch us up on what's been going on the past 10 years, and uh, maybe they know something about Left. Yeah, that that would probably be pretty smart. Maybe we could get them to pay us to do it. Yeah, money would be nice. I actually, my pockets are empty. Okay, so what do we need to do? I'd say maybe we go with what Sting was saying and uh, check out this cult of Crayola first. Hmm, interesting. Do we know where like the cult of Crayola is like centered? Like it's at the right at the city center, right? Yeah, Paul told you that in episode two. You know, I think that also sounds like a good idea. Anything to keep me away from my mom, which is I don't think at the city center, so I'm down. Speaking of which, Daryl, you seem to be an expert in scary women and whips. Do you know anyone like that? It certainly sounds like I do. Flum, you know somebody who is all uh, chains and whips and leathers. Oh, really? Oh, yes, I do. I do, <laughs> don't I? Wait, I know someone like that. <laughs> okay, we got to make a pit stop before we leave here. Uh, it's okay. I already peed, Flum, but thank you. We going to Wawa? No, I, I think I know who has Flippy. Uh, I also have to make a stop before we go back to the city center. That's okay, Baldrick. You can wait. And the... Baldrick runs out of the room. Okay, bye. Baldrick, where are you going? He's <laughs> running. I'm going back to my office at the guild hall. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait, you're running all the way from Ward 69? Why does he think he can run there? No, no, no. To the concourse in Ward 69 where my office was. Jesus. I want to find Dread. You're going to know what happened okay, to my position. So you are running away from the conversation where you guys are making a game plan to go all the way back to your office on foot without <laughs> the rest of the crew. Okay, fine. Guys, I also have to make a pit stop. We got to go back to my office. There's things I need to take care of before we leave. Like what? Shut up, Maltry. That sounds like something you should do on your own. <laughs> None of us like the Boros anyway. Okay, so here's what we got so far. We gotta go see 
Sassania, and then we gotta go to Baldrick's office, then we gotta go to the Crayola. When we get to the Crayola, do they just let us walk in? That doesn't seem real. Uh, probably. We're the Ravnik Avengers. Paul, Paul might know. He's back up top, you know. I just ask because I'm very good at appointments and permits. So wait, does that mean we need to take a stop at the Orzhov Temple where you worked? No, it means we need to know the procedure before we run all the way to the Crayola. I don't know why, but in my head, a communist shouldn't be this fascinated with bureaucracy. I don't know why that those two ideas just don't mix in my head. We need a lot of bureaucracy in communism. How else do you know where all the stuff's going? I really need to clarify. I'm not saying we go right to Orzhov's. But we shouldn't just run into the Crayola without knowing what we're supposed to do. Okay, here's the game plan. We find Burger Boy. We talk to whoever the hell nerd wants to talk to and like the government, whatever. And then we do the thing that'll advance the main story plot, okay? Okay. All right, Burger first. Yeah. Wait, Daryl, we should also stop and talk to John Oates. <laughs> Jesus. No. Christ. He might know what happened to, to Tony after when he, where he took left. Possibly We're 10 years ago. We're not going to Philadelphia. Never again. God, Baldrick, always trying to get your, always trying to get your rocks off, aren't you? Read my lips. I don't care about the horseman or split up lady. I really couldn't care less. Okay, what, what about John Oates? You thought he was pretty cute, right? Would you at least want to talk to him again? Sure, in episode 10. Okay. <laughs> Burger time. Okay. Do, do I know this person's room or like where they live in the Slesnia? Yeah, Thesnia used to live uh, right next door to you, but she did get a promotion like right before you guys left to go on your big Slesnia conspiracy mission. And she no longer lived in this Slesnia tree as of last time you you knew. But you, it was like so early that you don't necessarily know where she got moved to yet. Okay. Flum instead is probably going to walk out and he's going to walk back to the central hall and be like, Mom, can I have one last favor before I go? Oh my god. Well, are the, what the hell do they call themselves? The Night Walkers or whatever? Are, are they gone? Like, gone for good? Yeah, I sent them off. They're probably going to die. <laughs> I specifically <laughs> told you not to try to kill them. <laughs> However, yes, what? What do you need? Thasnia, I need to know where she went. Oh, well, Thasnia got promoted to the Fidu Ghazi. The what? The World Tree Flum in the city proper. Ooh, we're going there anyways, guys. How convenient. Thank God. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, it was nice seeing you all. Uh, make sure you go talk to the Cult of Crayola because they have been looking for you. That's where we're going next. Are you sure you, you don't plan to go to every conceivable location that you went to in season one first? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we might do that on the way. <laughs> Make a few pit stops everywhere. <laughs> you know what I heard is nice this time of year? Innistrad. <laughs> you know, we, 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 we have a few side quests to take care of, but we will get to the Crayola. Okay, because they're, you know, they're in charge and they're going to want to know that the Ravnik Avengers is still alive and back. They'll find out. All right. Um, leave. Okay, bye. <laughs> Baldrick, it was very nice meeting you. Elephant thing and uh, dwarf. Thanks for not introducing yourselves. I'm an elf. Hey, lady. The name's Gerald the DJ. Don't tell anybody I was here, please. Okay, if I'm being honest, I'll probably forget of your entire existence in the next 10 minutes. Okay, you're a bitch. And then I leave. <laughs> bye. You didn't say bye to me. You make your way out of the tree, back up to where the Lada Neva was parked, but the Lada Neva is uh, no longer exactly where it was parked. It is actually like probably like a quarter of the of a mile around the rim of the crater, and it is just like quickly jolting like forward, then backward, then stopping, then forward, stopping, backward, stopping, like just frantically moving around. Oh, what's Paul doing now? Uh, Aldrich starts running towards it. Does he not know how to drive standard? Always with the running, oh, Baldrick. Oh, actually, actually, before he starts running, he goes to the speaker and says, if you know what's good for you, you might want to move locations, but that money still should be flums. Sonny, listen here. I'm not moving locations until my left leg gives out. My left leg isn't close to giving out. 
I walk up and uh, kick Baldry him in the takes his light hammer oh. <laughs> and hits him in the fucking kneecap. Wait, <laughs> we all start beating him down. Fuck, okay. Uh, Daryl drop kicks the shit out of this man's left leg. <laughs> I bite his ear. Wait, are the three of you really attacking his leg right now? <laughs> no. I mean, I'm going to like... I'm, I am I'm not. I'm going to hit him in the kneecap with a light hammer. Okay, roll for it. No backsies. Oh. Yeah. oh, I'm not taking it back. That's 18, 24. Surprisingly enough, it is the speaker who you established as a god and your light hammer just bounces right off his knee and he's like, Bulgic, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> ah, worth a shot. That's pretty funny, though. I'll give you that. <laughs> Worth, worth a shot. Okay. Now, you guys might want to, uh, your, your like car thing over there, it's like kind of going wonky. You might want to. Okay. That I, out. I get it. Okay. Just, just saying that lady down there, she, uh, she's pretty mad at you, but I'm going to go. Oh, yeah. I know Bye. she's mad at me, dude. Uh, good, good luck. <laughs> Bye, guys. Visit soon. We'll be back. You get to the lot of Neva, and uh, when you look through the windows, it's getting dark out. Like it took pretty much all day to get here. So the sun's going down at sunset. You can just kind of see two silhouettes inside the car, like kind of bouncing all over each other. Oh, God, they're having sex. And inside, you hear Paul screaming. Oh, God, they're having sex. Baldrick <laughs> yeah, gets into a rage. While he's doing this, I open the door. Paul comes tumbling out onto the ground, and on top of him, you see. A tiny little Muppet born who looks surprisingly like the pop culture icon Rambo. He looks up at all of you with his big glowing eyes and he's like, What's up? Oh Oh my (laughs) god! Thank you for listening to Ravnik Avengers 2, Disco of the Soul. The Ravnik Avengers are Sullivan Harris as the DM, Joanna as Daryl Hall, Lena Pratt as Guy Elfman, Ben Mannix as Flumsteig Jugava, Chris Rowe as Chuggles the Muppet Born, and Casey Clark as Baldrick Stormcaller. If you like the show, please consider leaving us a fat review on iTunes. Leave us five superheroes being sent to their untimely deaths out of five superheroes being sent to their untimely deaths. Follow us, too, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. The Ravnik Avengers are part of the Orion Valley Productions Podcast Network, where you can also check out our second podcast, Frankly, I Love Movies. Uh, The host, Josh, is currently doing a series called From Stage to Screen, and this week he actually just talked to Broadway's Stacey Morgan Lewis. She's been in Wicked, she's been in Urinetown, uh, and they're talking about West Side Story. It's a great episode. Go check that out. Thank you to Lord Candy for our cover art. That is at L-O-R-D-K-N-D-Y on Instagram. And we will see you all again in two weeks when the Ravnik Avengers learn the meaning of the law. Anyways, bye! If that were Casey, he would have screamed that right into the mic. What? Doesn't anyone else talk? All I hear is you talking. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, shut up. That's the funniest (laughs) shit I've ever heard. Shut up, mom. It's my time to shine. (laughs) I'm the star of the podcast, mom.